You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Friday, September 29th, just two days away from the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New York Jets on Sunday night football. Taylor Swift might be there again. That might be the biggest thing they're talking about on Sunday night football instead of the Chiefs actually playing football. Hopefully it's another blowout win for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's Friday. We've got our thoughts uh, on this game coming up, our predictions. We're going to recap yesterday's injury report. As always, you can leave questions in the comments section. We'll try to get to them at the end of the show. Swain, Thursday night football. I am very frustrated with the Detroit Lions because the Green Bay Packers were so bad in the first half that they just ran the ball the entire second half. I might add, you also gave the Packers as your pick at the very end of yesterday's Arrowhead Pride <laughs> Report, and that did not turn out very well if anybody took your advice. Yeah, I looked more into the game later in the day, and I, I started to realize, well, with an injured offensive line for Green Bay and Aiden Hutchinson on the other side, maybe I gave some bad advice, so I apologize. I'll try to do my research ahead of the, the final Thursday report from now on. Yeah, that was uh, for fantasy owners everywhere. I think Thursday night was kind of frustrating. If you had Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown with uh, as many times as David Montgomery got to touch the ball <laughs> in the second half of that football game. But people are aren't respecting the Lions offense yet. I, I think they eventually will. I, I just think we're not used to this being the Lions and their, you know, their offense is about as efficient as, as Kansas city, if not, you know, right up there with the top tier of the NFL. So if they can get that defense, right, they have just as much a chance as anybody in the NFC. So uh, maybe the chiefs will get their, their shot of revenge uh, later, later next year. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a very good Detroit lions team. And I think people underrated their win against the chiefs in week one, but they look very good so far this season, but 
Got a lot to catch up on. Um, no Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift updates. Uh, I've already been getting comments on Twitter from last night's edition of Show and BK, where we opened the show talking about this whole situation for about 15 minutes. Um, yeah. But it's the biggest story in in all of Chiefs football, in all of the NFL right now. So if you had issues with it, you can skip ahead uh, about the first 20 minutes on Show and BK and get to the football talk. But we had a fun conversation about... <laughs> This whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey situation and it, just the it, economy that's booming around them right it's now. A, it's about to be fed again. She's confirmed to be going to Sunday night football. So if you're sick, sick of it, I don't know what to tell you. Unfortunately for you, uh, you know, I don't blame you for this, but strap in because this is now <laughs> going to be a national game that she's at. So. so let's get into Thursday's injury report. And Nick Bolton uh, continues to not practice with that ankle injury. It seems at this point, uh, especially just based on what the Chiefs have done in the past, it seems pretty unlikely he's going to be available on Sunday night football against the Jets, which yeah. I think what we saw from Drew Tranquil last week is going to be fine. I think the Chiefs defense will be fine, and I think they'll be able to win this football game even without Nick Bolton. Uh, Noah Gray was out again. I think that's an illness designation, so maybe he'll be available still and return to practice on Friday. And then Jalen Watson was the uh, addition on Thursday that could be concerning for the chiefs as he uh, pops up on the injury report and did not practice on Thursday. Yeah. I spotted Jalen Watson at the brief media look that we have, which usually indicates they're just being cautious. And I think he still has a chance. We'll see what his designation is when we get the Friday uh, injury report and, and the official statuses. I'm doubtful on Nick Bolton. Seems like this ankle injury is, is lingering. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say you should be worried about IR because I, I feel like, the chiefs are probably looking at it and not putting him on, on IR because they're saying he'll be back sometime within the next four weeks. You know, if you, if you're going to be out four weeks, you might as well be on IR. So you have the spot. And so I, I'm assuming here that the chiefs are being cautious. They'll, they'll never admit it again at the podium. This is the New York jets. As Willie Gay said about the passing offense, they like to run the football. And so you don't necessarily need Nick Bolton maybe for this game. And Drew Tranquil did a really nice job. And, one important note on the, the Drew Tranquil fill-in, because it looks like we're headed that way again, Steve, and and this kind of stuck out to me. Kind of obvious, but once I heard Drew say it, it just adds more weight to it. But he said it, it's actually harder to have all the calls at Arrowhead. It's probably the hardest place in the, in the NFL because of that home field advantage, that loudness. You got to know um, all the signs, and it's actually easier on the road. So uh, in the MLB or you know Wee. He already got the weighted bat swings in, and, and it should be seamless to me if he has to step in again on, on Sunday Night Football because, again, when you're in New York and you're playing New York, it's very quiet when you're on defense. Uh, I don't know if you saw the clip of Derek Carr a couple of weeks ago, but he puts tape over the holes in his helmet, and he said he started doing that at Arrowhead so he could hear the play calls. Maybe Drew Tranquil needs to do that at Arrowhead Stadium because that's not something head. I had never considered. Those uh, those – you know, those extra protection helmets kind of look like you've your your bubble wrap. So it yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be the worst thing aesthetically. So shouldn't be an issue on, on Sunday night, but maybe Drew Tranquil needs to try that out uh moving forward at Arrowhead Stadium if Nick Bolton misses any more time. Uh yeah. I also want to mention Kadarius Tony, uh Chris Jones, and Donovan Smith were all listed as limited on Thursday. Um I don't think that means that we need to be worried about their status for this game. Uh, you know, Chris Jones, they're kind of easing him back into. We haven't seen him play a full allotment of snaps yet. I kind of am trending in the direction of this just being a weekly thing with Tony now, where 
He's kind of always got something lingering and and popping up and the chiefs don't trust that he is going to be fully healthy. And so he's going to be on a snap count probably. And that's probably how they're going to deploy him and that we've seen them deploy him that way with success. Uh, Smith was listed on the injury report, but he practiced Wednesday was limited Thursday. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. I, I, I wonder about Kadarius Tony. I think you're right. I think it's at a point where the chiefs were hopeful if he were to be healthy this season, that they could build the offense sort of through him and, and Kelsey in almost like a dual threat type of deal, but hard to really game plan around a guy who like just cannot for, you know, stay consistently on the field. And so, you know, I think it's through Kelsey to me, it's, it's just like it's been in, in previous years where it's like, Kelsey's obviously going to be your your primary target, your primary go-to. And then each week, I know, Steve, you love fantasy football. It's going to be a, a different player, I think, after him every week. And that could be Justin Watson, right? That could be Sky Moore. I think Rishi Rice is going to have a couple weeks where he's the next guy. And so kind of what we thought um, it, it would be if, if Tony wasn't healthy at the beginning of the year, maybe at some point down the line, he can put a few games together and you could start to maybe – game plan but i think you're right i mean i think he'll have packages and if, and if he's unavailable he's unavailable we we saw him only get a handful of snaps last game so that's kind of where we're at with Kadarius. the the good news for chiefs fans is is kelsey feels like he's 100 percent now after that that week one scare where he was held out so so i, I want to preview this game a little bit we can get give predictions if we want to i think it's pretty safe to assume we probably both assume the chiefs are going to win this football game uh specifically yep. because of zach wilson and yeah, we saw Willie Gay kind of come under fire earlier this week, at least on social media, for a video that was pretty blatantly taken out of context when he was talking about the Jets offense. And everything Willie Gay said was honest uh, about this Jets offense, where we know that Jets defense is elite and we know they can give you a lot of problems. I think it's a top five defense in the NFL. But their offense with Zach Wilson as the quarterback simply cannot put up points. They are not reliable on a weekly basis to go out there and finish drives and get in the end zone. And we've seen that since his entire career, basically, so far in the NFL. So I think the matchup to really watch, because that Jets defense is going to give the Chiefs offense some problems. But at the end of the day, it's Patrick Mahomes. And you believe that him and Kelsey and the rest of that unit are going to be able to find a way to put up some points. Whereas I don't think you can say that about Zach Wilson and the Jets. So I I think this is an interesting matchup for the Chiefs defense where they can continue to assert their dominance, but it's also an opportunity to get guys more involved if you don't have a Nick Bolton available, if you don't have a Jalen Watson available or something like that. It's an opportunity to see what you got in these other guys, kind of like they did last week against the Bears where they basically pulled the starters in the second half. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this game works. I, you know, I think that the toughest matchup for the Chiefs is that Jets front, you know, against what is their offensive line that I think is still finding its footing to an extent. I, I did note that this has been the best protection so far of Patrick Mahomes' career on, on Twitter. Next-gen stats tell us he's only getting pressured, so to speak, on what would be 25% of snaps. So, you, you, you know, you like, I, I think, what – the Chiefs have been able to do in, in that sense. And because of the Jets front and just how good it is, uh, I think maybe you see some type of extra help there. You know, Blake Bell, some pass protection, maybe a little, little bit more of McKinnon, who ends up being, you know, your best pass blocking um, running back. I think the Jets coming into the year on paper were one of these teams where you thought, okay, they can be right there with sometimes how the Cowboys have looked as far as the, you know, the, the, the defense that's going to clearly be the best in the league. And if you go to DVOA through 
through what is three weeks here. And and Steve, it, this is really interesting. The Chiefs defense is ninth. The Jets, 17th in the league, which is which is surprising. Kind of what we were saying about I don't think the Lions get enough offensive respect. Um, I think we're we might be looking at this game and just assuming, oh, that's these big bad Jets, and they've been exploited, I, I think, this year. So it could get a little bit more out of hand, I think, than than people realize. This is another game to me where if the Chiefs simply take care of the football, they have an advantage on both sides, uh, as it turns out. And it, it could get ugly fast, uh, similar to the beginning of what was that Thursday night game and maybe look a, a lot like last week. It, it's a, Your team is clearly better. Take care of the football, and it should be uh, easy breezy um, and a lot of shots to the sweets uh, on Sunday night football, Steve. Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that about the Chiefs defense. And obviously this week, uh, pro football focus rated Trent McDuffie as their highest rated cornerback in the NFL so far this season because he's been spectacular and he's kind of flying under the radar because it's the Chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and now Taylor Swift and the -hmm. defense kind of gets put on the back burner a little bit, but they've been excellent through the first three games of the season. And we actually had this conversation on the latest edition of show MBK. So you can go check that out on the Arrowhead pride podcast network. But it was like, is the chiefs defense uh, or is the jets defense really the best defense that's in Sunday night's game? And I actually argued that the chiefs are the best defensive unit right now, because just top to bottom, everything they've shown and you can argue about the schedule or whatever, like, I think the Lions and Jacksonville are both really talented offenses. The the Chiefs defense gave a lot of problems and you know the Bears are the Bears. Like they dominated them and that's what you should do in that matchup. But the Chiefs defense top to bottom right now is playing like one of the absolute best units in the NFL and their depth across the board I, I think is what's been most impressive to me where they've got guys showing flashes on a weekly basis and the way that they're able to rotate everybody in and out of that lineup, like Spags mm-hmm. yeah. is loving this unit right now. Well, he loves everything he can do with these guys. You got Chris Jones back. And I, I, I think that's been such a boost. Defense looked pretty good without him week one, but you also have George Karloftis that has gotten off to a much faster start. Now he's not necessarily getting the sacks that you saw in the, at, at the end of the season. Like he was, uh, but pressure wise, I believe he's got 16 pressures, which is near the near the top of the, the league. And you have Jones there and that's your your first level. Mike Dana has clearly taken a step. But these are just no names when you talk about uh, these guys nationally. Andy Reid in recent weeks has gone out of his way to to just uh, praise Derek Nottie as a run stopper. You get to that second level right now. You're missing Bolton. But very clearly, you have a really nice backup in Drew Tranquil, who, who the guys uh, end up trusting there. Leo Chanel in that overhang mix up joker type of role i think is scaring uh people willie gay i i think is 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 better than he was maybe at the coverage then you get to that cornerback cornerback level quietly trent mcduffie is playing like an all pro legere sneed has always been solid i thought he had a slow start because he missed a lot of football but now he's kind of settled in too and then Justin Reed very clearly has just a better understanding of the defense. So you have these guys in, in last game, Tranquil and, and and Reed getting these guys into position. He's he's really taken an advanced step. And shoot, uh, you know, you, you want to talk about how Zach Wilson is manning the offense and how the Chiefs have had one good week. Perhaps the best unit on the field is the Chiefs defense heading into this game. And. You didn't even mention Joshua Williams, who is another Chiefs cornerback who's yeah. flying under the radar, and he's been excellent so far this season. Yeah. Like, just 
top to bottom, the Chiefs defense as a unit deserves a lot more credit than they're getting right now. And they're kind of being overlooked. I get it. There's some, some great defensive squads in the NFL right now. But the Chiefs are right there in the mix with the best in the entire league. So McDuffie, I, I asked uh, Dave Merritt yesterday. Gave, they gave us the assistance. I asked him about McDuffie and, and being number one. And Dave Merritt was like, I didn't even know that, but I see it. And he, he just really noted that for his age, McDuffie is among the best he's ever coached. And so uh, brace yourselves because I, I think the Chiefs are going to want to pay this particular defensive back. I know that's a little bit down the road here, but they got themselves a freaking stud uh, in Trent McDuffie. And I think that's going to be somebody that you're, you're going to want to keep. We got no questions again this week. I think it's, I'm going to blame it on the matchups because it's <laughs> the Bears, it's the Jets. I, th- I feel like everybody's pretty confident in, in the Chiefs beating the Jets on Sunday night football. So uh, yeah. he's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. Make sure you are locked into everything that we are doing at arrowheadpride.com. We've got a fresh Kingdom Keys dropping for you guys tomorrow ahead of Sunday night football against the New York Jets. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Got plenty of stuff coming your way this weekend ahead of Sunday Night Football, and then you can hear me and Rocky Magania break down the game immediately after Sunday Night Football when the Chiefs hopefully uh, leave New York with a win over the New York Jets. We'll talk to you then. Sweeney over Swinney. Go Cuse. (laughs) Be Clemson.